the killer crossovers, the nothing but net jumpers, the tenacious throwdowns. Ladies and gentlemen, basketball is back. And that's why you're listening to the Under the Hood with Jonathan Hood basketball podcast brought to you by DraftKings, the leader in daily fantasy sports is celebrating the return of the hardwood by giving new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in telepricers. Playing daily fantasy hoops is easy. Just pick your lineup. Have your pro basketball players ready to go. Stay on the salary cap and rack up points for three-pointers, rebounds, assists, and more. Score big, and you can score big cash. And with a free shot at millions of dollars in prizes, it's the perfect time to show off your basketball IQ. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. And best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. So do me a favor. Download the DraftKings app now and use the promo code WMVP. This week, new customers can get a free shot at millions of dollars in prizes. Enter the promo code WMVP to get a free shot at millions of prizes with your first deposit. That's code WMVP, only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. DraftKings is the sponsor for this Under the Hood Basketball podcast. They're good to me. They're good to the show. We want you to be good to them. Hey, the NBA season is right around the corner, and the WNBA season has come to a close. We'll hear from Ryan Rucco, the voice of the WNBA, my buddy who did a stellar job calling the WNBA playoffs. Now, we'll get his thoughts about the sky, the mercury, and everything else that's going on in this league. But shout out to the sky. They win the WNBA championship. We'll talk to Ryan Rucco about that. And, by the way, I want to remind you, that Chris Black and I took care of the Eastern and Western Conferences, talked about the Chicago Bulls as well, and our love of the pod podcast. It's right here on this feed, right here on Spotify or wherever you get your podcast to be able to listen to the Under the Hood with John the Hood Basketball Podcast. We previewed the East and the West. So it's, it's two parts. If you're a Bulls fan, you look to the Eastern Conference because we talk about where the Bulls are as far as some of the best teams in the Eastern Conference and try to find out will the Nets be there at the end? Will the Bucks be there at the end of the East? Also, as far as the Western Conference, Chris and I talk about the Lakers. Can they win the West? Will the Suns repeat? Who's going to be the better team in the Western Conference moving forward? All of that is on the Under the Hood Basketball Podcast right here. So again, if you are a Spotify listener, you know you get all this content and even more than you get on the Captain J Hood content as well. So check it out. Under the Hood Basketball Podcast, East and Western Conference previews with the Bulls, and of course, the WNBA champion Chicago Sky. We did a great job talking to Rachel from our station at ESPN, and also hear from Candace Parker as well. If you missed all that, it's right here on the Under the Hood Basketball Podcast.
points, 12 rebounds, 5 assists, 4 steals from Candace Parker. And as promised, the voice of the WNBA, Ryan Rucco. And also check out the R2C2 podcast with CC Sabathia that Ryan does. Always a great conversation, especially during the Major League Baseball playoffs. Ryan is at home now after a raucous Wintrust Arena as the Sky win the WNBA championship. And Ryan joins me, Jonathan Hood. Ryan, as always, I appreciate it, man. Thanks for giving me some time. Always, man. Always happy to talk with you, Jonathan. So, Ryan, think about this. Pat Hughes, Joe Buck, John Rooney, uh, the late Jim Durham, Wayne Larrabee, Neil Funk. Your voice now is etched in history as calling a Chicago championship. That's awesome, man, that you're a part of that lineage. Uh, they, they, don't, they don't happen very often in the city, but now you're part of that as well. So congrats on that, on a great call. Thank you, Jonathan. You know what's funny about that, man, is I, you know, one of the things I take you know great joy in is getting to, to call those final moments and um, something one of my – my mentors in this business, Frank DeGrace, who's our Nets producer, taught me years ago. Is he, he said, at the end of every game, always have one final call. You know, so any game. But then obviously it takes on a different uh, measure when you're talking about a championship. But I had never thought about it in the terms you just put it, about, you know, when you think about those final calls for a city and and the fact that, like that, that call will be part of, you know, Chicago championship history. I have to say the way you just put that, it's really cool. Yeah, I mean, it's just awesome. And so we know the sports landscape, uh, Ryan, going into Sunday, an opportunity for the Sky to win the championship and the Bears are down the street. It's 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 sold out. It's Bears Packers. But yet here the sky selling out at Win Trust Arena. Just give me, yeah. give me. I mean, you're locked in on the game, but I know you're looking around, looking at you know the fans and just the pageantry of it all. How did it feel to you from your seat? It was amazing. I mean, it was absolutely incredible, and I think that Rebecca and I talked about it afterwards uh, too on the way to the airport. Just feeling the growth of the sky. When it comes to the city of Chicago, I remember doing games, even even when we did the finals uh, against Phoenix mm-hmm. and the atmosphere was, you know, essentially imperceptible um, and uh, and and looking around and seeing, you know, empty stands. And, and it, I talked with James Wade about this the other day and he joked, he said, you know, Chicago Sky basketball uh, used to be synonymous with having 600 fans but listing it as 2500 <laughs> and he said he said and now now we're sold out uh, ahead of time and so to have those sold out crowds like you said to have it sold out on a sunday afternoon when the bears are playing their rival right down the street to have the atmosphere the way it was and i think where it really struck me was uh watching the game three in chicago between connecticut and chicago we had done the first two games of that series and then hopped over to do game three between Phoenix and Vegas before we hopped back to Chicago to do game four of the semis. And just looking at game three on TV, I was like, oh my gosh, this place looks wild. And then getting there for game four and then experiencing games three and four finals, it was incredible. It was a remarkable advantage. You know, I, I absolutely think that crowd had a whole lot to do with why Phoenix could not stem the tide once Chicago went on that run. In the final minutes of the fourth quarter, uh, the place was totally up for grabs, and it, it just it made it feel big. And what was interesting to me is I had so many people reach out at the end of that game, 
talking about the broadcast, talking about the excitement. And their number one thing they said was the energy in that arena seemed incredible. The crowd seemed incredible. And it was. It was it was amazing to experience. So I want to put this in perspective because you know how proud New Yorkers are, Chicago, mm-hmm. Oakland, uh, you know, Bay Area, as far as their basketball is concerned, because there's heroes all over the country when it comes to, to basketball. But in Chicago, Ryan, I talked about this with my partner David Kaplan this morning on Cap and J Hood. We were trying to determine like where's Candace Parker amongst the all-time greatest basketball players ever come out of Chicago. And you think about how accomplished that she is. You talked about it in the broadcast with Rebecca. I mean, think about everything she's done from the Olympics to high school in Naperville Central to Tennessee with Pat Summit, two-time now WNBA champion, all the things that she's accomplished. I think, you know, you think about all the greats that came out of Chicago, including like Isaiah Thomas and others. I think I think she's on the Mount Rushmore. I don't I when you think about everything Parker's done, I think she's in the top four, is she not? I think she absolutely is. I think she absolutely is. And and let's be honest, if somebody's not putting there, it's really just because there's a gender bias there. Right? Mm-hmm. Because if you look at if you look at what she has accomplished I mean, it's hard to argue against it. She was, like you said, a star in high school, won multiple championships at Tennessee, has won multiple gold medals, has now won finals for multiple organizations in the WNBA, uh, has done so in two different decades, um, and has won multiple MVPs, has won Defensive Player of the Year, has been Rookie of the Year. She is she's a top five all time player, I would say, in WNBA history. Um, And for her to also, you know, come home with this in mind. Right. It's like I am coming home to Chicago. This is my mission. I want to bring this city its first WNBA championship and to do it and to do it in year one. Is incredible, and and I think what's amazing is like you know Candace just affects the game in so many different ways, right? right? And you look at the way she fills up a stat line, but also I think what struck me most in this series was she gave her team, and even in these playoffs, she gave her team exactly what they needed when they needed it. And yesterday, when things got tight, and Phoenix took that fourteen point lead in the third quarter. Chicago goes on a 9-0 run, and Candace had at least seven of those nine points. And she knew, okay, at this moment, my team needs me to score. She also came up with a couple of big steals during that run. You know, at the end of the game, right, no one besides Allie Quigley was hitting threes all game long for Chicago. They're down three, two minutes to go. Who hits the game tying three? Candace Parker. She is, she, I mean, she already was an all-time great player. She already was a legend. But... Doing what she did, going back home to Chicago and then having the kind of playoff she did and then final she did and winning this championship, it just adds to the mythos and I think does cement her on that Mount Rushmore of Chicago basketball players, which is a, a pretty great place to be when you consider the history. So, Ryan, she does she, she did something that Derrick Rose or um, Dwayne Wade or Jabari Parker could not do, is like to come home and get a championship. It's just... It's just amazing what she's done. And so in your view, if Parker doesn't come back, this doesn't happen for this guy, right? I mean, it's a, still a good team, but I just think that she's the elixir that exactly what the guy needed, right, Parker? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Like, they, and, and, and even, you know, uh, Candace was telling us during the uh, playoffs that 
Courtney Vandersloot was even texting her like, hey, you're the piece we're missing. If you come, we're going to win a championship. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, in the beginning of the year, I was talking to James Wade, um, and I said, you know, about the addition of Candace. And I was like, you guys have been knocking on the door of a championship because if you of being a, a real contender. Because um, if you think about it, if you think back to that 2019 playoffs, the way they won their first game and how how great they looked, the way they ran, and Diamond DeShield's star exploding, and then having that like crushing loss to Vegas on the Dierica Hamby half court shot, um, and, and then after you know things just never kind of fully blossoming, but you could tell the talent. You're like, all right, it's there. They're on the brink. You know, Diamond dealt with some. Some, you know, uh, injury issues didn't quite get back to, to herself. So then you're like, okay, but there's still a core talent there. Like, and, and so I said to him, I was like, you know, you guys have been, you know, knocking on the door, being a real contender. And James said, well, we've been knocking on the screen door. Mm-hmm. But, can't, but getting Candace Parker now has us knocking on the real door. And he, he said this before the first game we did with Chicago this season. And his reasoning was... You know, her experience, her leadership, that veteran presence calming. I think what was interesting to me throughout these playoffs is hearing so many players talk about the confidence it gives them to look in the huddle at somebody who's done it and who's calm. It's like, hey, we got this. Like, this is how we do it. And, and they instantly believe it and they're injected with confidence because they know, hey, this person's been here before. And I think you look at the, the growth of Kalia Copper. And, and see, you know, the way her game exploded and the consistency from her. And I think that, you know, although Candace would deflect the credit because uh, she's been, you know, Copper's greatest champion, I think you do have to give Candace credit for the growth and consistency of Copper. And I think all the players benefited from having someone uh, like Candace. So, no, I mean, as talented and as deep as this team is and as many contributors as they had, they don't do this without Candace, no question. And shout out to ESPN for having their hand on the dump button for Copper after the game. I mean, that's... that's <laughs> that is, <laughs> oh, that was funny, man. That was really funny. <laughs> I mean, smooth, man. It got. I mean, they were right on top of it. So once again, the top of the top, you know, the broad, the uh, guys in the truck had it ready. So I, I want... good to go, yeah. yes. Uh, so can you confirm the Mercury... And, and again, as I was previewing the series on the air, I said, I see three Hall of Famers at the very least in this Mercury team. If Tarasi mm-hmm. is the top of the top, I think Grinder is going to be there. And I think that... Um, Scalar Diggins eventually is going to be a Hall of Famer too from my from my seat, but mm-hmm. the Mercury did not speak to the media after the game. That that's not good for the league. No, I'm surprised about that because I will say, you know, the Mercury are they're an absolutely incredible organization mm-hmm. to deal with. One of one of the joys of these finals, I know for Rebecca Holly, uh, Roz, and me was just. Dealing with James Wade and dealing with Sandy Brando, they're both they're both wonderful. I mean, they're they're obviously great coaches. They're insightful, but they're they're good people and they're so considerate of us and doing our jobs. Uh, and the organizations um, are the same as well. And, and is is first class with everything they do uh, and the operation they run and the fans they have. So that was that was surprising uh, because that's not the right move, um, and especially for a league. Uh, is clamoring for you know more coverage and I think worthy of it and a league that's principles I think are very well aware of how to collaborate on growth um, you know that's not a method for that so I understand the frustration of losing um, maybe 
maybe the, I don't know their exact reasoning. Maybe there was, you know, certain calls they were upset with or, or, or whatever it may be. But uh, nonetheless, like, you know, you have to, you have to sit in front of the microphone and, and still do your job. And so that was, that was, I, I don't know their reasoning, but that was definitely disappointing. I know Sandy did eventually speak to the media, uh, but it was disappointing. None of their players did. And, and, and you're right. I mean, they're loaded, you know, they're loaded with, uh, you know, future Hall of Famers, obviously Diana Taurasi and her greatness. Uh, Brittany Griner showed you yesterday and showed you throughout these playoffs just how excellent she is. Um, and that she's actually playing the best basketball of her career, which is saying a lot. And Skylar Diggins-Smith um, had a terrific season for the Mercury. And uh, I, I think, uh, you know, we saw her game uh, head to a, a new level, even if she struggled a little bit at times during the finals. So I, I think they would have benefited from having Kia Nurse in mm-hmm. this series. Um, I think that would have been a big defensive guard that could have helped them. Um, but... Uh, yeah, all in all, they definitely, you know, they definitely have a loaded team and experienced team and a team that should have known better uh, than to not talk to the media afterwards. Ryan, last thing I have for you, and I appreciate your time. I just want to get your thoughts on the state of the sport. I, I've been saying that uh, every year I see that the league is getting better. It's a gr- it's a quality basketball that we're seeing. I'm not sure if I would have said that at the beginning when the league started, and maybe it's because the sky were so was so bad and yeah, with, five, yeah. with five wins and no playoff appearances for six or seven years. But but I just look at it as the league is getting much better, uh, and I think that um, one of the things that has to happen is for more teams. Uh, whether that's NBA teams, hockey teams, basically baseball teams, to support the WNBA um, uh, team that's in town. So what do you think of the state of the league at this point in time as you sit there? Well, I I think first and foremost, the thing that um, gives me great confidence for the uh, business plan for the league moving forward is Commissioner Kathy Engelbert. Mm -hmm. Kathy is a ridiculously brilliant woman, uh, who is so committed to the growth of this league, who I think has fostered a wonderful relationship uh, with the players uh, and with the players' union, and I think um, is, a, is a great communicator and knows how to, uh, how to, how to grow uh, a business. Um, and, and that gives me great confidence. Uh, then when you look at all the metrics, they're all up. You know, if, if you look at uh, you know, the, the, the social media engagement, the um, the merchandise sales, the ratings, you know, they are all trending significantly up. And just from our perspective, if you look at, you know, our game two ratings on ESPN for these finals, uh, we did a number that we usually would do on ABC, not ESPN. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we had the highest, it was the, we peaked at a million viewers. Um, We had that, it was the highest rated finals game since game five of the 2017 finals between Minnesota and LA and if you think about that finals, that was, first of all, a decisive game five. And that was a rematch of a, a rivalry. So this was game two of a series matching that. And, yes, there was incredible star power in this series. But I, I think that, um, I, I think that you know, there's a lot to be excited about and encouraged by. I think we need to continue to invest resources in the sort of products around the games as well because – I do think when people watch the action, they realize, as you just talked about, how quality the basketball is. Yes. You know, you know, I'm not going anywhere. I'm staying right here. Same thing if you tuned into game two, right? Where you're like, oh, my gosh, this is amazing. You know, the basketball 
is incredible. And I'm so happy to see these, you know, women starting to get some of the attention that they deserve. Um, and, you know, I, I also think we're seeing some more partnerships with different companies who realize, you know, how unique these women are because, you know, they're, they're bright, they're empathetic, they're socially aware, um, they're, they're not afraid to, you know, fight for, you know, whatever causes that uh, are close to their heart and they're first and foremost excellent basketball players. Um, so uh, I think that, I think that we're seeing more attention, like even seeing, you know, Candace's Adidas ad or, you know, Sue Bird on the CarMax ads, you know, mm -hmm. stuff like that is, I, th I think, helps it. But what I'd like to see, Jonathan, is I would like to see um, us continue to expand the conversation around the league to generate a little bit more of that, like, okay, the free agency talk, the trade talk, having a place to go to dissect things, um, you know, and, and I think that, you know, hopefully my network continues to do that and hopefully the others do as well, because I think that'll help to generate even more interest around what's a growing and great product. Well, Ryan, uh, you can catch Ryan on the R2C2 podcast, wherever you get your podcast, as Ryan teams with CC Sabathia, the voice of the WNBA. You will always be known as a guy that called the first championship for the Chicago Sky. Congratulations, man. You made history. You, call, you nailed that call, <laughs> and, it, and it's great for the city, man. It's great because, again, the championships don't happen very often here, so we're happy to have one. Hey, man, you know what? It, it honestly, I I love Chicago. Um, I I absolutely I love the city. I've, I've had amazing walks in, at uh, Long Lake, Michigan, while I was there. Went to an incredible dinner at Oriole, which was just off oh, the charts, yeah. ridiculously good. Um, and uh, but it's it's a city that has amazing sports fans, and so to have some sort of connection to to a moment in the city's sports history is super meaningful to me. So I appreciate you putting it in those terms because it, it resonates with me and, and I'm honored to be associated with, with this city and a title. Ryan, I hope to talk to you again soon, man. Thanks so much for coming on the show. You got it, Jonathan. All the best always, man. Ryan Rico from New York, as we talked to him, as the voice of the WNBA with us on the Under the Hood Basketball Podcast, brought to you by DraftKings. As always, we appreciate you listening I had a little bit of a technical issue with uh, Ryan because we were talking on uh, Zoom, but hope that you enjoyed our conversation nonetheless. And again, if you missed our celebration of the Chicago Sky, it's in the archives of the Under the Hood Basketball Podcast on Spotify and also on the ESPN Chicago app. Look for Captain J. Hood. Boom. It's right there in that feed as well. Okay, so we previewed the West, we previewed the East, we've talked about the Chicago Sky, the WNBA champions, and so all you gotta do is keep listening every week, and we give you something special when it comes to basketball. Could be college, could be pro, could be the WNBA champion, Chicago Sky, you never know. Basketball is hood. Thanks so much for listening. Under the Hood with Jonathan Hood, brought to you by DraftKings.